Hey. Grand Rising, beautiful being. I'm Mama Judy, but currently tuned in to Mama Safe Haven. Allow me to introduce to you King Soon. <laughs> hey, everyone, and everyone that will listen. Ashay. Hey, how are you, homie? I'm wonderful, trying to beat this Texas heat. <laughs> I know it. it's bad out there, huh? It is. That's what's been, you know, having all of these internet outages is frustrating. So I'm like, come on, heat, just go away for a little while. And I tell you, that's one of the hardest to remedy is the actual the cold you can remedy by adding more clothes. Can you naked? Like that's it. Was you naked? It, 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 me and my briefs are best friends out here. I'm telling you, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I do not go outside. I promise you that. People are like, let's hang out. I'm like, let's hang in. You in. Know? <laughs> my AC is right. Nothing. My AC is working. The, the the sun ain't. You know what I'm saying? It's not doing. Right. <laughs> So listen, um, basic rundown. I, I sent you an email. Um, we're gonna go through some of these questions as we can like, move forward. But there are no edits, so what is on here gets published. So I'm very oh, big cool. on you know, stand <laughs> on your word. Ain't no backpedaling. You know, ain't no backtracking. <laughs> Only learning. I, well, I am a wordsmith, so I have no choice but to stand on my words. I'll be letting them stupid fly out my mouth unless I'm feeling like being stupid, which is very rare. Right, right. That's awesome. Checking the email right now. Come on, internet, work with me. Ooh. <laughs> Man, I had to grab my backup phone to pull up the questions. Stop even playing with me. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? Like, I had everything set, right? The papers, all the, like, I had backups to my backups to my backups, right? So I had my written letter, my written, written things, because it's easier when I remember to write things down. I had my written page. Don't know where my page went. The page went, disappeared. And then I'm like, okay. So I, I realized that I had messaged my eldest child the questions, right? Going through Facebook. <laughs> going through the book of and I'm like, yo, that was like literally three months ago. Going through that, not doing it. I was like, let me go check that email real quick. <laughs> and I was like, it's in the email. So I was like mad excited, nervous, excited energy, because I know that this is going to be extremely monumental for this podcast. It's going to be monumental for, look, we both doing some very monumental shit. I'm telling you that right now. Because, <laughs> look, you know me. That's why everybody calls me an asshole. I don't talk to nobody. People like, right. they're like, King, why won't you come on my podcast? I'm like, do you really want me to answer that question, you know? Like, <laughs> they're like, King, just be honest. I'm like, because we're not going to be talking about shit. That's why. I'm like, I'm good. Like, I'm good. Just nah. let me, let me, let me know. I'd, I'd rather get on people's podcasts when they get angry. At least they're going to talk about something. Listen, the reason why I was on your TikTok live and I was like, I'm on this kick of fuck it, why not? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, 
What's the worst that could happen? He tells me no. I already know that 50 50 is yes or no, right? So I'm true, like, the worst true. he could tell me is no, and I already know that shit. So fuck it, why not, right? <laughs> and you were like, yeah, yeah, send that in. I was like, oh, snap, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> he fucking said yes. Oh. Yo, in fact, I was like, oh, shit, yes. And I was like, writing already. Yo, I'm getting goosebumps right now. I was like, yo, my man's, I'm writing it already. And I was so excited because I'm like, and then my, you know how the inner monologue gets all crazy. Be like, yo, you know what you just did, right? And I'm like, bitch, shut up. We're doing it. Like, <laughs> it's done already. It's done. Ain't no takesies, backsies. It's, it's in. And I'm like, okay. So I was like, mm, talent gets paid. So I'm like, all right. If I send it, I'm already like verbally, I'm committed. And now there's a financial tie to it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm all the way committed. Ain't like, it's going right. up from here. Look, and I know you may not care about other people's opinion of you, but the, my opinion would have turned to true rash. Like what? Like you don't want to <laughs> do it anymore. Oh man, don't, don't, don't you ever contact me again. What? He just, just what never. I would have been like, what do you mean? I'm going to be all, all all the way in your TikTok lives. Be like, hi, <laughs> we going to do this live on TikTok or we going to do this on my podcast? Well, we going to do this somehow. Yeah, one, way, one way or another, it's happening. So <laughs> One way we'll or another. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, flights over feelings. Do we need to go to Texas? Like, I'm no, not- don't come out here. Heat, heat stroke is a real thing. <laughs> no, don't come here. Wherever you are, ain't this hot. I promise you that. I, I live in the Florida. You where? Where? Florida. Oh, <laughs> damn. Oh, uh, never mind. I, I recount that it's last thing. It's devil's back out here. It's devil's <laughs> It'd be hot, hot. Oh, like, my it's- God. I, I literally told my brother, I was like, yo, I went to Jersey like to take care of some business with my moms and things and my brother. And I was like, yo, it went from 84 to 64. And I was out there chilling. I was like, oh, okay. I looked at the weather back home and I was like, oh, it's it's hot, hot still. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. No, all I know is this. If the temperature in Texas dropped 30 to 40 degrees, there's a tornado coming. So I, I, I got to be like, okay, I'm going to have to accept. I had never experienced a tornado before, um, but we got it. We got a tornado warning a couple months back and everybody was just, you know, I hear the siren. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting there like, uh, neighbors, <laughs> shall we all run together? Like, are we going to? Man, it was people outside barbecuing and shit. I'm like, ah. But then the wind, the wind, like it got really still. And then this strong wind swept through like, and the temperature dropped to the point where I could see my breath. Everybody was like, hey, so we should all go in the house. Oh, oh. (laughs) Now, now. It's it's guaranteed now. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, they're they wild. They're just as wild as people say they are from the other places. It's crazy. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I love it, though. Yeah, like, that's, like, the first time I came to Florida. And, I, like, 
they were like, yeah, we have hurricane parties. Bitch, what? Who has hurricane <laughs> parties? Now I'm like, yo, whose house we going to? Like, <laughs> who got more generators? You feel me? Like, no, nah, facts. Who got the gen- <laughs> Like, screw the liquor, screw the weed. Who got the generators? Like, I'll bring back. Yeah, right. Man. I'm like, I got a grill and some meats. Who got the generator? Like, we going, we doing it up. Like, it's wild, man. It's wild. But I love it out here. That was the best move I ever made, and it was made on a spiritual tip, like, for real. For real. This decision was literally spiritually driven. I wanted to know, like, what was the moment when you realized your gifts wouldn't let you just, like, be still? Mm, That's, first of all, none of these questions are going to have a simple answer. But That's that, all right. that, that moment that I realized my gift wouldn't let me sit, hmm, because there were so many moments, but for the most part, I'm always this way. And mm-hmm. so all of my visions and travels in other realms and dimensions started to get a little wacky, where I would be facing frontwards, mm-hmm. and I'll be doing something in front of me, and then I'll turn around, and it'll be a whole nother scenario but then I'd wake up and somebody would contact me yo king I need to talk to you about xyz I'm like that's funny because I just got doing got done doing xyz and you know you handle that with that person and then I get off the phone with them and then the second person calls and they're like king I'm dealing with this right here I'm like yo I just finished dealing with that too and at that point I said I, I had to tell myself like well you can no longer avoid this as much as you would like as much as you want to walk around you know, Mr. Hoodie, professional hoodie, and don't nobody see me, now you're going to have to be seen because Uh, people need help. And instead of being able to reach you physically, they're calling you spiritually first. mm, mm, It's it's ridiculous. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Them spiritual calls ain't no joke. They're not. In in the realms or in dimensions, the spiritual call is its authentic call. So here someone will call you and they'll be like, you know, I'm a little frustrated and I just need to, you know, or King, can you help me out with this ritual X, Y, Z, whatever the case may be. Right. But in dimensions, it's like a movie scene. It's like a scream and they're on the floor and they're in a ball and they're crying. I'm like, you don't got to be dramatic. Just say you need help. But out there, (laughs) the you know, out there, the expression is real, you know, here they have to contain it. Cause if you cry, I don't know if you at work and you break out in tears, you only got like two or three times for your boss to be like, we're going to have to let you go. <laughs> we're going to have to let you go. So it's like, <laughs> so in, in the realms, you know, ain't no judgment out there. People saw those right. people crying on the ground and just walked past them, you know, finished drinking their oh. soda or whatever. Like, damn, you don't see this person crying out here? I'm the only one. <laughs> like, damn, that's them. That's not me. I live on the <laughs> fifth floor. Like, <laughs> I live that's on. not me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I live on the five floor. That's right. Really. <laughs> I walk right past respectfully. Like, like I'm a, oh, oh you're you're on that step of your journey. I'll step around you. <laughs> Facts, because I ain't trying to step into that ever again. So you you enjoy that. You know what I'm saying? Re- remember your last normal moment. Mm. Wow. You just said remember your last normal moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how many people 
wish that I ain't never, I ain't never, I ain't never felt normal a day in my life, King. Never. Ah, trust. I understand. <laughs> oh my God, trust. I understand. Like, woo. Okay. <laughs> Look, don't get me started. Get me. <laughs> Be like, mm. Yo, my heart was just like, what does that feel like? Can we find it in a museum? Like, I could, I feel I like could say, I could say, normal for beings like ourselves feels a lot like before you were able to practice out in the open and be loud and proud with it. That was normal, where you, where there's no more secrets, there's no more, you know, I gotta cover this up because I come from a traditional Christian family. So me having these experiences, like. Like, I don't know if we're going to get there at some point during this episode, but like when I was younger, I used to astral project on accident. I wasn't trying to, like I wasn't attempting anything. And I remember my mom busted in the room with the blessed oil. She said, she said, uh-uh, not my baby. <laughs> like it was one of those moments where, um, because like I was scared crapless. I didn't know what was going on. Like I was right. just like, I was just like, oh, mama, it's a demon on my back. <laughs> she, oh, no, not my baby. Like when I say if I was ashy, I would have been shining as much blessed oil as she threw on me. Like I'm pretty sure she had to go get another one. Like I could have lotioned up with that right there. Now she treating you like Tomatoa. Man, she, she treated me like, <laughs> she treated me like me and the demon was holding hands and we were skipping around the bed. Right? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> If there was if there was a such thing as racism in spirituality, Christians would be racist against demons. That's how they act. You've been around the yes. folk, huh? You've been around the yes. <laughs> That's like yo, like that's no such fact. That's such fact. <laughs> wow, that's true. I literally was having this conversation recently, and I'm like, yo, spirituality. There's a difference between being a spiritual person and being a religious person. Mm. I would much rather be a spiritual person than a religious person. There's less, I feel like for me, I can't speak for everyone else, but for me, me being a spiritual person allows me to release a lot of judgment on people. I grew up- very, very true. I grew up in different denominations. Like my mom was out here trying like religions, like they were samples at Macy. You know? Like remember how we used to try on the perfume samples and shit? Moving yeah, around yeah. like a 42nd Street hooker. You know what I'm saying? Oh like God. back when they had them on 42nd. But you know what I'm saying? Like that was a real thing. Like I I literally tried <laughs> and my mom drug us with her. But the moment she became a Christian, I felt like my mom turned into like Adam Sandler's Waterboy's mom. It's the devil. Everything is the devil. <laughs> that, that is like the key, you know, in the, well, they, you know, they call it an initiation. That's the key in the initiation. Like, that's why you get baptized. You got to wash the devil off of you. And it's like, like, I didn't even do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Most children are baptized like as soon as you can bring them outside the house. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, right. uh, wash, wash my sins. All I did was take the pacifier out of my mouth and throw it. I didn't really do nothing like, too bad. <laughs> like, that's got to be the devil got you acting like that. Like, no, mom, I got a, a rash between my ass cheeks. 
like I'm having a bad day. Thanks. It's not, it's not the devil, it's the rash. Like Thanks. <laughs> I'm just saying for real. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> okay, so what do you feel or what event triggered your spiritual awakening like to be like, oh damn. Or was it a series of events? It was a series of events. Um, when, because it, it correlates to when I knew I had, I'll tell you three quick stories. I'll try to be quick at least. Um, you don't have to be quick. You can take your time. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Like when I knew that I had a, I've always known because when I was just, you know, making music, everything that, every song I wrote, I swear to you, like I wish, my best friend was still alive. He could tell you like verbatim. Every time I wrote a song, I'm like, ah, this one's going to change the world. I would say, I don't care if this song was about getting hoes. Like, I'll be like, getting hoes is going to change the world. Like, I've always had a, a leader in me. And so a lot of people walked away from me because I was just too much. And so in high school, I mean, I don't mind sharing the story. I got beat up by a skinhead. <laughs> like, I got my ass whooped. And after I got wow. my ass whooped, I got expelled. And so I had to go to adult high school. You would imagine I got my ass whooped. How I get expelled? Because I'm Black. I don't care what nobody say. But, right. like, I had to go to an adult high school, and I was outside at lunch because we could leave the campus during lunch because, I mean, it's adult high school. Um, right. We could leave the campus. And so I'm sitting on the wall. You know, I'm talking to this little shawty or whatever. You know, I'm just cooling because I'm, I'm, I hate school anyway. So I'm like, lunch is, lunch is recess, damn it. Um, right. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and we're out there talking and I seen a friend from one of my old schools pull up in a truck and he's like, what's up, man? You know, I go talk to him. And then after I go talk to him, we shake hands. He drives off. I'm like, I can't wait to see you again, man. It's been forever. He like, all right, man, have a good one. And he didn't pull off. And I sat back on the wall and I get back to, you know, getting that old girl. And he pulls it. He, he lays an AK out the window. Like, oh, da, 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 da. apparently the story goes, whoever his girlfriend was, was in the house and she was getting a train ran on her and he found out. And I'm like, I didn't notice during the shooting, but something told me to just lay down. Something said, everybody was running. Something told me to lay down. And I've never had a fear of death. So I just laid there while bullets were whistling past my ear. Like the shit you hear in the movies, I didn't know that was real. Like I've heard shootings, but I ain't never been close enough to a shooting where the bullet was shooting past me. Like it was right. like, shoo, shoo, shoo. and then he pulled out, he peeled out and the, it's like the whole block was empty. I'm the only one sitting on this wall. And I look around and I go, like, yeah, you got something, to, you got something important to do. <laughs> it's like, there's no way you just, you survived that. Like, come on now. And then the second scenario was, I was in the car with a friend and he was getting off the freeway and he was, he didn't slow down. Like traffic was backed up and it was a red light. He didn't slow down. And I'm looking at him like, you know, you know, my guy, when you gonna hit the brakes? I'm a passenger seat driver, I swear I am. Like, I'm like, my guy, when you right. hit the brakes, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, you got me kind of nervous. And I remember he looked at me and this is the first time I seen someone be empty behind their eyes. Um, and he looked forward and then he kind of jerked his head, like he snapped back too. And then that's when he slammed on the brakes, but by then it was too late. We got hit a car in front of us going like 65, 70 miles an hour. 
And when we slammed into the car, my head broke the rear view mirror, cracked the windshield and broke my side window. Like just a, my head was ping ponging in that damn car. Right. And um, I say I only blacked out for like two seconds. Two mm. seconds. Um, right. And when I came to, he was pinned between the steering wheel. I don't know what the hell came over me, but I got out the car. They say it's adrenaline, but mm. I know it's spiritual ability too. Because I got out the car and he was pinned. The car was starting to catch fire. So I'm like, damn, <laughs> we about to blow up. Like, uh, what's that one right, movie right. called uh, with the kid, Sonny, and uh, with the dude, Sonny? Uh, I think it's in Brooklyn, too, the movie. Yeah. Whatever. But it, it's like that yeah. movie where, you know, the car blows up with everybody in it. So I'm, that's, that's where my head went, at least. And so I jump out the car and I ripped his door off the hinges. Like, like six. He's like six, seven. 500 pounds like bro big like I picked him up in my arms like and dragged him out the car um no. and I remember sitting him on the side of the road and then that's when everything kicked in and I kind of broke down right there I was like damn I can feel it I can feel it like we just got in an accident um when you got that, that <laughs> like after that I just you know after that I just I got really introspective in life and then the very last thing that let me know or the very last thing that, you know, triggered my full-blown awakening was when I went on the hike. It was the very first time that I had ever hiked to the top of a mountain. And I was so tired that I was loopy in the head. I've never been loopy before. Um, and I fell. And when I fell, I probably fell almost 100 feet straight down. Like, straight down. Boom. And I, I landed on my back. You know what I'm saying? My back slapped the ground and I bounced a little bit. That's all. And I never, and the first, <laughs> the first thing I thought in my head was, you know, how did I bounce? My spirit must be out my body. But I turned around right. and I, look, I looked around and I was still in it. <laughs> like I was like, yeah. Oh. And I remember getting up, but I remember looking at the wall and it was these African faces on the wall, like African mm. mask. Yeah. And I could hear them laughing. Oh. You know? Yeah, I could hear them laugh. And, It'd be and your I'm, own people. It'd be your own people. Because I'm sitting there panicked. And they, <laughs> and I'm like, that shit's not funny. That shit's not funny. But then, I had to, but then I had to come to from that and be like, bro, who the hell are you talking to? And I looked at the wall again, and the faces were gone. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it was one of the moments where I'm like, oh. I said, oh, you done got yourself into some shit, bro. Like, right. you, done, you, done, you know, but it until this day, I cannot tell you why I'm alive. Now, typically, typically, because after I got out the canyon and I got home after leaving the hospital, after getting all checked out, after I got <laughs> back home, um, you know, my family kept calling me. My aunt, the holier than thou aunt, she was like, that wasn't nothing but the, the grace of Jesus right there. I'm like, I did not see Jesus down there. Like I called out <laughs> in that in that moment because the truth is because of my weight, right? I tried to find a way down. I found a small hole to climb through, and I got stuck in the hole. I was stuck in the hole for about two and a half, three hours on one of the hottest days in Las Vegas. I'm sitting out there baking. Like if there was any kind of animal that was hungry, I was lunch. Like I, I called out. I called out to everything. I went through every phase of death or the acceptance of death that you could possibly go through because I cried in that hole. Like I, I, I cried out to everything in that hole, including Jesus. 
nothing came but two white people that swung around the mountain <laughs> because they were hiking. I'm like, white people, you know, doing white people shit. Like, they were hiking. Right. They swung around because I was screaming, but my laughter was the scream. Because I started right. laughing. I said, yo, I said, when my family finally, when they get my body out of this canyon, my family is going to cry, but they're going to laugh. What a way to go. Yeah. You got right. you, you, you done fell off a mountain and you survived that, but you got stuck in a hole and that's how you died. So I almost died twice. Like, yeah, right. it, it was just one of those surreal moments. And then after that, I was pretty much never the same. Like, I, I, I fiend for the afterlife. I tried to search for what else was out there. I tried to, I tried to figure out the answers to most things because at that point I knew things weren't so cut and dry. Mm. I knew it, I knew it wasn't heaven or hell. I knew that there were other things. Plus I always knew innately that I just wasn't from here. No matter what I did as a child, I was always from, I was always everything but black. I swear. Like for the first mm. 10 years of my life, I was Dominican. I'm not kidding. Like I was just always like, it seems like I was bouncing around to different cultures because after that, <clears throat> after I was Dominican, I was indigenous. And I couldn't tell you where all of these things were coming from until, you know, recently I understand that that's the ancestry, but it took me to almost die to even access that. Mm. I hope all of that makes sense. <laughs> Yo, that does make sense. I, the reason why I got silent is because being Puerto Rican, Mm -hmm. And being born in America, I've realized that, like, even myself, as well as my children, my eldest the most, went through an identity crisis. Because being Puerto Rican, you know, you, you're told, oh, you're Taino. But then they're like, they're teaching you in school, Tainos don't exist. They're telling you, oh. You're, you're American because of your, your U.S. territory, so you're not even Puerto Rican. And then looking at other Puerto Rican women and not finding my body type, right? Mm. So being a young girl, I saw a Hawaiian woman, right? And the Hawaiian woman had my body type. This is making me wow. emotional. <sighs> right? So I'm like, that's who I look like. That's me. That's my face. Those are my features. That's short and stocky is where I'm at. You feel me? And I'm like, wow. I was like, that's who I remember. That's, that's me. I come to find out later that our people were travelers by boat. Yo, our, our Puerto Rican kin were in Hawaii in the 50s. Right? So I'm like, yo, I got family out there. No, I had out there. That's why I was identifying with Hawaiian culture, Polynesian culture, Maori culture, because that's, that's us. You know what I mean? Like, and then later, later seeing and reading for myself that Puerto Ricans were conquered by the Spaniard, you know, the, like the aid, and then all of these amalgamations and I'm like, yo, we literally are the melting pot of the world. Mm -hmm. Like that was my micro world. And I'm like, that's it. So then my mom would get mad when I say like, I'm black. And she's like, you're not black. And I'm like, no, I'm light skinned, but I'm black. And she was like, you're not black. Like, and I'm like, you're a colorist. And she was like, 
that's not a word. And I'm like, it absolutely is a word, you know? And she was like, well, show me. So I showed my mom what colorism is. And I was like, I'm sick and tired of my family members talking about, oh, you could fuck a black man, but don't marry one. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. That, like, that was some, that's some shit that they would say. Or be like, go ahead and marry a light skin with blue eyes. That way you can advance the race. Yeah, and I'm see, like, see the y'all are shit. <laughs> no, nah, we can't say that though. Like the the generation before us, you know, they were up against a different level of circumstances. Right. So it was it was at the time because I had to put that to rest because I was thinking, I'm, talking. My, I'm like, why would my ancestors do this? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell was y'all thinking? If I was y'all, but then they got us, they got to smack me in my mouth. Like, but you wasn't us. Like, you didn't go right. through this, so you don't understand our plan. Well, right. in certain cultures, you know, getting with a man that was lighter toned with blue eyes did give you some leeway in this world. Unfortunately, right. yes. these days, don't nobody give a damn what you look right. like. It's like, bro, like, what do you really bring to the table at all? But back then, like, that was their roadmap. That was like, yo, we got to get them, you know, from it's, it's the variant between the field nigga and the house nigga. Like, it's like, yo, right. you could be a field nigger, but you, that means you got to work hard the rest of your life. As a house nigger, you get better opportunities. So people started to have, have that house nigger syndrome where it was like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a be a house nigger and I'm a, I'm a stay in this house and I'm a stay close to Massa, if you will. You know what I'm saying? I'm a stay close to Massa right. and, and Massa going to give me all these opportunities. And then, you know, as the generations went on, things switched. Because now there's no such thing as a house nigga or a field nigga. Now it's just a world nigga where you go do what you want. You go do where you you go do what you want and you mix with who you want and you 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 thrive with who you want. You thrive with who's thriving with you. A lot of things have changed, but the generations before us, they didn't have options like we do because the way that they were frowned upon came with beatings and well, you know, we probably got it too. You know what I'm saying? But it came with yeah. beatings and shun them from the family and all of this kind of stuff made you feel like you didn't belong. They called you ugly. They called you, these are your own people. You know what I'm saying? Like, but now and nowadays it's, I'm just telling you that so you can, you know, release at least a little bit of the anger about it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> like I was, I was like 11 or 12 and I was at 11 or 12. I had already gotten kicked out of like two different churches, right? For asking a lot of questions. Like, as of right now, there have been eight different churches that have been kicked out of. And I honestly wear that with a badge of pride. Because if you can't, if you're, if I'm asking you a question and you're supposed to be a man of the cloth, right? So I'm asking you questions. If you don't know, just tell me you don't know, my guy. Or tell me you'll get back to me when God reveals it to you. But the fact that it was one and asking to a queer younger person and a person of color. You feel me? It was like all of these up. Oh, get this person out of here before she starts confusing the church. So like understanding all of these things came with pushback, came with colorism, came and I, and I was like, yo, living at the time I lived in New Jersey. So being up north and Experiencing these levels of racism, right? And coming down to the South and experiencing a different level of racism. 
because they're like, oh, you speak Spanish, Mexican. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're like, oh, you're Mexican? This world, I tell you. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm Mexican. They're like, oh, really? You don't look it. And I was like, okay, whatever, bro. I'm like, I'll take Mexican. You know, I no longer got offended when they would be like, oh, you look Dominican. Okay, that's fine. They're my people too. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll take that, you know? But it was like in family, like within the family, hearing, hearing, yeah, you can, you can have fun with or you can fetishize, but do not marry. And here I am. My children are all mixed children. Like my eldest is Salvadorian, Puerto Rican, and American. My three sons are Puerto Rican, Trinidadian, and American. And my current husband is an indigenous black man. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? And my family's like, there. right, my family looked at me like, um, why are you out here like the United Nations? I said, because I like flavor, bitch. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> if it ain't got no flavor, I don't want it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, it. you can't like if 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 I can't hear the beating of drums, then I don't want it in my life. And I'm like, this is part of who I am. Like beating, like drums affect me heavily in a lovely way. I love, I love music and beat and and that level of rhythm. And I was like, yo, that's inherently within my DNA. Yes. I was yes. like. What do you mean you don't want me to do the thing? I'm going to go do the thing. But, you know, like, my mother was like, oh, well, and if you're going to do that, at least get married. And I was like, okay, I've been married. I've been divorced twice and married three times. And I was like, and I'm going to still live my life being who I am, being, you know, gender fluid, pansexual, Puerto Rican that likes life. And it's just like, okay, how do how do we maneuver? How do we move from there? Like, and how does that affect me spiritually? Because understanding going through all these different types of religions and and indoctrinations, because let's call a spade a spade, ain't nothing but indoctrination. Mm-hmm. I said I experienced all of those things. I was like, I think the biggest hurt came from the church. Because there was so sure. much, you know, I they're like, oh, you just mad because, you know, your church hurt. I'm like, yo, you're absolutely right. I, the church did hurt me. The, the church also protected, you know, pedophiles and rapists and all of the things you don't want to talk about that's happening in the church. You feel me? And I'm like, well, you don't want to talk about that. You want to shame the girl, tell her she fast, put on some clothes because I'm And I'm like, wow, this is so bizarre. And it's, it was bizarre to me. I don't know how it looked. So it's, and it's, now- it's bizarre. It's bizarre to them too. But it's the, it's the, the mental manipulation that makes them not say anything about it. You know, when I came up, the thing was, you don't question God. Now right. I ask. Now I ask the supreme architect why a lot. 
Because if I if I if I am to be left ignorant, if I cannot ask why, that has to be slavery. I'm not a child. And you know, that's the favorite thing. Even adults, I find it sickening. Okay. Like when adults say, Oh, I'm a child of God, like mm, uh <laughs> you well, mm, I don't know about a child of God. Because when you call yourself a child, what you're saying is I don't want to have any accountability for my mistakes. And religion does that to you, where it's like, well, you don't have to be accountable, even to the point where you don't feel guilty about your decisions. It's okay. I'll feel I'll be forgiven. Like, dude, I'm gonna whoop your ass. That's what you <laughs> try me today, bro. I'm like, you you about to find out what true forgiveness is. Forgiveness is in these hands. What he's saying, uh, <laughs> the last dragon. I got some real for your ass in these hands. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's and it, it's very sickening. But at the same time, I've learned to have peace with my church traumas because I'm like, right. yo, they're never gonna change. Like, even when I see people from church from back in the day, in these days, they smell the same in my nose i'm like i'm like oh you haven't changed a bit yeah <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like you 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 still smell like you're gonna pull up in church with all your burdens and leave with extras like right. oh you know what i'm saying spirituality allowed me to hold myself accountable for my mistakes in life and go through the phase the phases of punishment or what they call karma in this dimension like go through the phases of karma so that i can bring myself into the realization that like, hey, you've grown. You see, the church is about punishment. That's why they can't grow. Oh, well, I don't want to be punished, so I'm not going to learn my lesson from this mistake. I'm just never going to make it again. But mentally, they're making it over and over again. God, Lord, heal my mind. <laughs> heal, heal, heal your own mind. Like, who, who, like, that's why they're crazy now. My God, don't get me started. Right. Ooh, don't get me started, jeez. <laughs> What was what was a lesson that truly hurt, yet also healed lost parts of you and ooh, your life? That ooh, that's good. That when yep. that when you change, you have to leave that old version of you with the people you had to walk away from. Because at ooh. first, I was gonna initially gonna say I was gonna initially say that. It hurts when people walk away, but it's never, it, they're never walking away with nothing. They're just not walking away with the real you. They're walking away with that false version. And I went through it with some friends from high school. You know, we got back in touch and, you know, we walked down memory lane and I'm like, oh, well, this is what I do now. I'm like, I'm a dimensional shaman. They're like, oh, that's interesting. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah, you were always a really deep person. That's really cool. But remember how we used to do this back in the day? I'm like, yeah, I don't do that anymore. They're like, oh, well, you, you ain't changed. Come on now. We can, you know, we could kick it right now. Just, no, I won't. And it hurt me to my soul. Like, I was just like, man, it sucks that people don't want you to grow so much that they refuse uh. to let go of the version of you that you grew from. Mm. like they and it, it, it like but it it healed me in a way because I'm always thinking innovation I'm always thinking step it up upgrade go harder be better go further go deeper I'm always thinking that and it, it gave me a lot of peace and allowed me to bring back those parts of myself that I lost along my journey because you find out through all of those different avenues of dealing with people from your past and people walking away and then holding on to that old version of you 
that's actually a godsend. You feel me? Where it's like, okay, you hold on to that because as long as you're holding on to that, you can't hold the real me back at all. Mm. You no longer have a say in who I'm becoming because you can't even let go of who I used to be. Okay. I'm like, wait a minute. What they know? Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's facts. That's facts. And it, it goes in correlation with my, my leaving Jersey. When I left Jersey, it's going on seven years. I went back this weekend and I literally can't even find the skeletons of what my neighborhood used to look like. There's still certain things that are the same, but it's so different now. And I'm like, you know what? Let them have it. I I, I had it. Let them have it. You know? And I was like, and I don't miss it. And that's when I realized the amount of growth that happened. Yes, yes. yes. You know what I mean? It, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Because I was just talking to my cousin the other day, because I don't know if you were d- there during that live on TikTok, but she popped in to inquire about <laughs> a relationship she was dealing with. This is one family member that she came to me for readings, uh, energetic massages, the whole nine. So she wasn't, she never looked at me like, oh, you weird. She accepted it, you know? Right. But she came to me about some relationship advice and she, her, she lives with her mom. Her mom owns her house. It's just some stuff I look up to. And I go, I go, you're so lucky to live down the street from the corner store. Like, literally, it's a stone's throw. You know how people say that? I mean, that literally. If she could throw it hard right. enough, she, she'd click the side of the store. And she was just <laughs> like, because in my head, I'm going through the I'm going through the map of where I used to live, because I used to live right down the street. So I'm like, right. I'm going through the map in my head while I'm talking to her. I'm like, man, that corner store is right there. She's like, man, they rebuilt it. So I can't, I can't even, I can't walk down memory lane because now my memories don't exist, which means I don't have a place to implant myself to go back to who I used to be. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. after, after after she explained it, I was just like, well, sh- apparently I don't know what Vegas looks like anymore. <laughs> like, I don't right. know nothing. You know, I- I've been away from there for like three years now, almost four years. Well, be four years. Oh, shit, tomorrow, actually. <laughs> Damn. Wow. You're welcome. thank you damn (laughs) four from the city look i was the person that said i i was i rep las vegas like las vegas had a coochie and it had me you know what i'm saying i was i was like i was like it's vegas for life bitches like i used to say that i'm like it's vegas for life i ain't never leaving vegas vegas is where it's at vegas is the place to be man when i got grown i was like i need to get the hell out of here like I was like, I was like, I can't move forward in a place where backwards is the favorite place to celebrate about. Right. Oh, everybody laments in Las Vegas. Oh, back in the day, it used to man, back in the day. Who cares? Like it ain't like that no more. Like, and almost being from Vegas will make you forget how old you are. That's why you go to Vegas and and just like in that movie, uh, Percy Jackson. You ever seen? Yes. That? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. It's just like that, just not as dramatic. Where, yes. you know, they, they were in the casino and it was people in there from the 70s didn't know how long they had been there. That's why you can right. go to Las Vegas and you might drive down the strip and it's an old lady walking down the strip. 
she like 89 years old, 90 years old, but she got she got so a, 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 a hot pink leather outfit on you like yes. lady. Like lady, first of all, it's hot out here. You're gonna pass out. Oh, I'm having a good time, baby. Like Vegas makes you forget that you can grow. It it has this ability to arrest you. And mm. once I caught wind, like all hell broke loose for me because I stopped seeing the city the same. I stopped going places. And then, you know, as we always do, I started to self-isolate. And that's when I knew it was time to go. Uh, I could talk about Vegas all day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what, is, what is the lasting impact you want to leave in this life? Oh, no. <laughs> You know, to be all the way gutter with it, to be all the way fully 100, no holding back, no none of that, right? I want to, the impact that I want to leave is being the, the creator of the new age of energy. And I know that there are devices and I know that people do chi, they do reiki, they do ki, they do all this type of energy work. But to me, it's inefficient. And I want to leave that, I want to leave that mark on this place that says, you know, now we can all move forward in the new level or layer of energy. Because when we think about the shifting of consciousness, like I don't necessarily believe in oneness, but I do believe that if enough people follow one idea or activate one idea inside of them, that the world will feel it too. And as, and as the new generations are born, they're born with this stuff embedded in their DNA already. I want to leave right. behind an impression that leaves other impressions. And it has to do with energy. <laughs> it has to do with abilities. You know, I want to, and I want to, how do I say this? I also want to, which is probably far more important I want to leave behind this imprint that no matter who you are, what you represent, what you've done, who you were, you know what I'm saying? You still deserve a chance to be seen for your true self and not judged for the self that you are no longer. You know what I'm saying? I want to leave behind that, that impression that love does exist on a level where it doesn't have to explain itself in order to be given to you and where you don't have to explain yourself in order for this love to be given to you. Like as when I'm live on TikTok, the reason that when I do the protection prayer, why I end it by saying amen, or when I end it by saying ashe, amen, amen, amun, somote it be, because I don't necessarily see the, the difference in the different belief systems, the religions, the spiritual natures. I don't see the difference in them because I truly believe that being unique is the golden ticket to, to the spiritual Willy Wonka chocolate factory, where it's just like, <laughs> yo, like, 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 yo, you're unique. And a lot of people don't have the opportunity to be able to be unique without judgment. The first thing people see is they're not like me. So I'm going to go ahead and tell them that they're wrong for being who they truly are and who they always been. I just don't have time for that. I want to leave behind the impression that it's possible, that it's at least possible for someone to be in the, be themselves in an atmosphere where nobody's going to judge them for that. Because when judgment is off the table, miracles are born. Mm. I'm telling you, like, I'm telling you, like, people go, oh, I woke up and I thought of this today, you know, living in a typical household. Oh, I thought about doing this today. Mm -mm, we don't do that. 
But when judgment is not present, they go, oh, I thought about doing this today. Well, you let me know how I can help you build that. And then people can right. actually create. A lot of people die without creating the idea that they want to live in, the ideal reality. And I'm like, man, that's that's some bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a, I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm gonna do it. So I'm gonna make right. sure that what I do for others is the same thing. Give them the space to just be themselves, so they know that they're not crazy. We don't all been through the judgment. It's mm. just time out for that shit. Like that's that. If that answers the question properly, like, who inspires you spiritually? Oh, my mother my mother um a lot of people wonder where my unwavering energy comes from and it's because i never once seen my mother break down um and when she crossed over in 2017 she became my best friend from the other side do you mm. get what i'm saying um mm -hmm. she never she never once judged me for who i was she never she always tried to she always tried to bring me opportunities if I said, mama, I want to change the world, she's like, son, you're going to change the world. Not, she would make me kill my wants and make them solid. Do you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. my mother, and although my mother was traditionally Christian, she's, I'm just like her with the attitude of, if I'm going to be in it, I'm going to be in it all the way. There is no, there is no, I'm going to dip a toe and see if it works. No, she was in it. And even, I even seen my mother struggle with being herself because my mom was a worshiper. That's why I do, when I do universal worship on TikTok, that's why it's so lit. Cause I learned from her, like what the atmosphere of worship really is. And so she's, she was a worshiper. So she wanted to, during my mother's whole life, she wanted to go to a church where she could praise God freely without judgment. Ain't that crazy? Like, yeah. like where you, we are, because from what I thought, you know what I'm saying? I thought it was cool. I don't care if you caught the Holy Ghost during offering. It didn't matter. It happened when it happened. And it was supposed to. But no, I would catch my mother speaking in tongues during Sunday service. And somebody would come, you know, grab her by the shoulders and lead, lead her out the door while the, the guest speaker was saying something. And in my mind, I'm pissed because I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. Because the truth is, she may be worshiping and praising and praying and pleading for her own case, but y'all don't know she's so powerful that if you would have left her where she was worshiping that, that it would have touched you too. Like my mom had a, I don't know, I can't even explain it. She had what I call nowadays, she had a whole lot of ashe. You understand? Like yes. she, had, she had a whole lot of ashe and like it, it touched everyone. There was no way I could be acting an ass during Sunday service where I'm like, hell, I'm wearing this shit today. And she'll start worshiping and I'll just bust out crying. Like, bust out like, <laughs> my brother's looking at me like, hey, what is you crying for? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, my mom gives, she gave me, her example let me know that on a, even on the, the lowest level, that what they call the Holy Spirit is real. Like everybody else, you know how Kevin Hart said there was a lady who would pass out in church and you would see her peak with one eye. <laughs> like, yes, I, yes. I've seen all of that shit where it's just yeah. like, you ain't really in there because you're looking around to see if anybody see you seeing them, seeing uh -huh. them, seeing them. Me, you know I'm you're saying, like, yeah, you, you're putting on a show in here. My mom, she couldn't. Even mm -hmm. when she tried to look dignified, that spirit broke her down. And mm -hmm. that, that's, She's someone that I eternally, you hear me? 
She's someone eternally I will look up to because her tears created miracles. Her her tongue created fruition. Her 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 presence made you feel like your shit wasn't that bad. Like my mom, like oh my God, like my mom could have been one of the world's top philanthropists. Because mm. just being around her changed your outlook. My mom, we we used to, we came up from the trenches. I remember we barely had places to live, but in that, in light of that, my mother used to let a lot of people come stay with us, and it used to piss me off. Because first of all, who's this lady and these two ugly ass children? I'm like who? Who's this? <laughs> and, and and my mom, my mom is like, my mom is like, don't worry about it, son. They just need somewhere to stay, and I just want to bless them. And these people would do my mom dirt. You hear me? Like do her dirt in the end. And I still never seen her flip the hell out. And it was then, it was then, although, and it's healing me in this moment right now, because I thought along the course of my life that my father was my hero. It was really my mother. She, I was with my mom more than the average child should be. I was annoyed as much as my mom wanted to. I don't care if we was going to, if she was going to 7-Eleven to get Slurpees. We sitting outside of 7-Eleven for 30 minutes we ain't doing nothing. And I, you know, I didn't find out until I was older that she was trying to get me away from the shit. Like she was just trying to keep me close to her because she knew she was close to God. You understand? Yes. Like my mother, ooh, we that that's that's someone that I look up to, and she didn't even get a chance in this world. She's doing it dimensionally now, but she didn't even get a chance in this world to show out. So when y'all see me showing out, I'm showing out for two. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm showing out for two because I'm mm-hmm. just wild enough. She used to call me her little mountain man. She's like my little mountain man, and I'm like, mom, don't oh. do that. That that shit's lame. The lady's <laughs> not gonna look at me like I'm sexy if you keep saying that. Like, <laughs> like, like don't, now she ain't gonna look at me like I'm sexy. <laughs> but she was serious. She was like, son, just be careful. I don't know what you out there doing, but I taught you better than that. Just in case you out there doing something wrong, I'm like, mom. I'm not, because like the day I fell from the mountain, I'd be dead if I got up there fast enough. But because I'm fat, I didn't get up the mountain as fast as they expected me to. They were they were doing DMT at the top of the mountain. I was trying to get up there and get that. I was like, oh, we we tripping? Like <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, oh, we tripping? I was like, oh, let's do it. But then if I was on DMT, I would have fell off the other side of the mountain. I see that now. Like, because I was already standing on the edge, the other side of the mountain, it was nothing but concrete and jagged rocks. Like, mm. and, I, and on DNT, I wouldn't have known I was dead. I would have just mm. never came back. So it was very interesting. Like, my mom felt me that day, too. Like, we were just, my mom was my best friend, my hero, my, my wise counsel. Even when, I, even when I turned away from my mother for hoes. My mom was just like, well, I'm here, son. You hurt my feelings, but I'm here. And I'm like, damn. You know, <laughs> you'd be like, damn, I got to <laughs> can't be doing moms like that. But, you know, <laughs> I was growing up and she allowed me to grow up. She's the one who bought me my first guitar. Like she watched me watch. I don't know if you ever seen those infomercials back in the day, but it was a black guitar by a company called Esteban. Esteban. Um, yeah, yeah. Like she watched me <laughs> watch that infomercial every day. And uh, one day I came home from school and there was an Esteban acoustic guitar sitting outside the front door. And I think that she was just sleepy that day. So she didn't go grab the package. So I brought it in the house. 
was like, Mom, you got me a guitar. She go try to play it off. She was like, Boy, that ain't for you. I see in my head, I was like, You get on my nerves. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you like the sound of like the song they're using now. <laughs> Who this fuck? <laughs> yeah, right. Because you're my mom and you be helping me out. <laughs> Who this fuck? I'm like, like right. you know what I'm saying? Like, nah. And then she told me, She's like, Yeah, it's yours. And I want you to just enjoy it, you know, allow yourself to be who you are. And I remember she wouldn't interrupt me in my room every day. I'm playing guitar terribly at first, like terribly, like, and she wouldn't interrupt me. She would just let me do my thing. And then I would take it outside, play it on the curb. My mom was one of my strongest support systems in me just being whoever. I I don't care if I wanted to be a fucking clown in the circus. She would have took me shopping for the outfit if I was serious. Yeah. Right. You know, my mom, my hero. Who I, is? I say, I say Mama Lisa. Oh, <laughs> that's that touched my heart because I have, <laughs> you know, I have four children. So I have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I have three boys and another gender fluid child. So I'm like, I know that feeling of wanting to provide even though you're struggling and be yes. like Yo, you know don't break down and if you do go do it in a shower that way you don't know the difference between the water and your tears so like get that I totally understand that wholeheartedly it's interesting though because what I can tell you that I recognize as an adult now thinking back on my childhood and into my teenage years as a mother don't think about what you can't give to them. Think about what you can give to them when you can't give to them. You understand? Right. Like, yeah. like if you if they really want, I don't know, I don't know, if it's like a, a PlayStation or whatever the case may be, you know, take them, take them on a long drive and let them spend time with you so that they understand that when they can't get their way, there's still other ways they can get. Cause they're gonna, even if they don't understand that lesson right now they'll get it later when it really counts because i didn't get a lot of shit my mom's trying to teach me until i was a grown-ass man out on my own and i was like damn <laughs> my mom my mama did say that yeah that was the my really chance, shit don't say. yeah because it was the <laughs> like, I, I had no idea like i had no idea like for real for real, for real. But yeah, mothers, love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> love y'all. Who's your dream co- collaboration, no matter past, present, or future? Oh, collaboration. If you could, in what way? if you could pick them out, if you could pick them out, doesn't matter the 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 time frame, what era or century. If you can pick out your dream team. Of musicians, who would they be? Ooh, you're wrong for that question. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's so many, but one of my top ones is from one that people naturally don't like. I just don't care because I really I, I love his I love his way of life, the way he does life, and that's Kanye West. Um, mm. Kanye, that's West. a very intelligent man. Yes, that's what that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's Man, what I'm saying. It irritates me so bad, but he's he's he liter- like he is literally the black cowboy in music. 
Like that's how I see him because he understands the power of his voice because he understands vibration because he understands and i think is i think it it heightened for him when he had his car accident and he he had a wire like he had his jaw wired i think that was even actually when i found out about him (laughs) because i was like I (laughs) i freaking studied this man i was like yo when I heard his music underground first, I was like, this man is a problem and people don't even know. <laughs> right? And I was like, yo, this man is a problem. And then I'm like, I'm like, he ain't even start yet. He he just look, I'm getting chills. I'm like, yo, dude came out. Like he he literally the way he came out the gate to me, like a demon trying to escape help and make like it was wild. Like that was the yeah. imagery and that I got. Actually, and and whoo, that's perfect because he actually made it. Like yes, <laughs> he actually made it. When I when I when I see Kanye, I see myself because mm. he said he says a lot of things about geniuses, and mm. I wouldn't think myself a genius if somebody else said it. You only become a genius when you say it. Like when you, when, and I can, I can't say I know exactly how his mind works because he's the only one who knows exactly how it works. But the complications that come along with being a genius are just that. You feel like you're losing your mind at all times and people only see the product of you gathering your mind. Like every album he put out was a gathering of his mind. So people are like, oh, oh, you sound insane. I'm like, nah, like he let that out. Like he got a song on one of his albums that says, you know, I thought about killing you. And mm-hmm. like, the, the song literally starts out with him saying, you know, best thoughts are always besides the darkest. Today I thought about killing you. I contemplated yeah. premeditated murder. And when he said that, I was listening to it with somebody and they were like, mm, uh-uh. And I'm sitting there going, man, fuck you right. Yep. Like, fuck you right. Like, what? Say that shit, bro. Like, and everybody's <laughs> like, you're, you're crazy too. I'm like, I might be. But the fact is, most people never express exactly what they're thinking. They got to doctor it up before they say it because they don't want to offend anybody. But then would you rather offend yourself in light of trying to protect other people's feelings? That causes you to lose your mind a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh, I don't think this way. No, yeah, true. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of bit. That's a lot of bit. That's a whole like King Kong on Empire State Building, a lot of it. I know it. I know it. I know it. Like, who else? Did anybody um, else? Who? Not because there's there's a lot there's a lot. Um, in his prime, Smokey Robinson, like. There's something very alien about Smokey Robinson. I agree. Uh, I only I, listen to I only listen to artists who have magic. Mm. If they're if they're capable of leaving an imprint, I know they got some sauce. Smokey Robinson, you know that famous song "Cruising." That's one of my favorite songs. I'll tell someone they don't know me if they don't know two of my favorite songs, and those are two artists. You know, Smokey Robinson, "Cruising," and Kanye West, "Streetlights." Like, 
I it literally locked a memory in. Anytime I hear baby let's cruise away, I can smell where I was. I can feel where I was. I could hear the clinging of the dishes in my grandfather's restaurant. Like I could I can like he literally left the lasting imprint and there's just something in his eyes that says I'm not from here. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's why he's so different. Smokey Robinson definitely because there was something away something about the way he crafted a song that lets you know that he understood the nature or should I say the voice of music like to him or from what I'm seeing you know to him from my point of view every stroke of the piano every stroke of the guitar the strings they were all talking the same thing with Kanye cuz Kanye <laughs> tell you Kanye tell you in his head he sees it like colors they can mm-hmm. they can communicate musically. That's big to me. Like where you can set an atmosphere, because I'm all about atmospheres. They can set an atmosphere musically. And another one besides Smokey Robinson is Timbaland. Yes. Timbaland, Timbaland is to this day. To this day. <laughs> like to this day. I'll be like, bro, Timbaland call me and be like, let's drop an album. I'm dropping everything. Like I'm mm. on the way. You ain't got to say that. Where, where, where I'm flying to, Papa, I'm on the way. You ain't got to tell right. me. Right. I'm already there. Where are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already there. Where are you? I am on the corner of da-da-da. Where are you? Thanks. Oh, my God. That's so funny. That's so funny. And and then and the, the last one is very strange to say, but me. Yeah. Me. My, my future self. Because mm. if I if I think this epically today, like what will I think like in ten years? Mm. I, I want to collaborate with him. Like, mm. yeah, <laughs> that's it. This last one is weird. It's weird. Okay, weird. listen, listen, listen. I'm all about that. I literally put. I'm the type of person that if I see a video and knowing what you told me. I'm the type of person that if I see him on live, I'll tag you. I'll be like, get your ass in here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's how I do. I'll be like, oh, that's what that's where it's at? Not a problem. Hold on, please. Please hold my beer. Hold on. <laughs> hold this. Like, Excuse me, I see someone I need to talk to. <laughs> There's my friend. Did you meet my friend? Let me tell you about my friend. Hold up. And I've done this. <laughs> Thousands of times, and I'm all about. I love making connections, right? Mm-hmm. I love making connections. I love being able to connect the dots. And if and if in the process, my friend is winning, right? My friend is winning. That's their win, and I like looking back and being like, "That's my friend." Like when they win, I win. That's my friend. Look at them win. And seeing that, I'll be like, you know what? Enjoy your win because mine is coming. You feel me? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to praise you while you're winning, and I'm going to encourage you when you're feeling low. If you ever look up right now, there's a dude called um, Speedy Baby, right? That's his tag. He's a music producer, young as hell, like 25 right now, or close 25, 26. I knew him when he was nine. At 15, his parents put a studio in his room. 
And I would tell him all the time, my mans, I need a demo. Give me your demo tape. Give me your CD, burn it, whatever. You know, I'm aging myself at the moment. But I'll be like, yo, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I need this in my life. And he was like, he goes, damn, G, you still, you still support me. Till this day, I hit him up on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. I'd be like, I believe in you. I love you, baby. And one of the reasons why he's called Speedy Baby is because I used to tell him, I'm like, come on, Speedy Baby. You know what I'm saying? It was like wild. I love I'm, him I'm, to this I'm day. on his SoundCloud right now. Amazing. You're, oh my God, yo, chills right now because he's amazing and he doesn't even know. People used to take advantage of him because he he used to like to get inebriated. So people would take advantage of him. And I'm like, yo, leave my friend alone and let him shine. Let him do what he do. He's amazing at producing music. Amazing. Amazing. Like, so what do you what do you see and what are your hopes for your for your Arun Technologies for your company. Oh, I was just crying about that today. <laughs> like, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, what? Yes, crying. Yes, yes. Yeah. Real, 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 real puppy dog. <laughs> when, okay, I don't know if you've experienced it yet, but when you have an idea so big, it makes you feel small. Yes. An idea is so big, it crushes you under the weight of just the thought. Yes. Um, Hello. So you're currently on Mama Gigi's Safe Haven's podcast. Yeah, you're, exactly. we're on it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, exactly. Like, Go ahead. Arun, Arun Technologies will be the prime, the, the top, world's top spiritual tech company where you can be trained on any facet of spirituality without the religious and overwoke bullshit. I don't want it to be included. My goal with Orun Technology is to break people out into their unique natures. Because if we think about history as a whole, right? We can go, to, go back 2,000 years, right? I'm gonna go back 2,000 years before anything was scripted that we read today as they call a religious text. Before anything was scripted about this was the way to do it, somebody was sitting on their ass one day and said, hmm, a rock. I wonder what this rock represents to me. Somebody had a very profound moment and they documented that profound moment and it became something profound that people use today to push them through to the next level of self. When it mm. comes to Orun Technologies, the way my mind works, because part of the technology that I'm creating is going to be a map of my mind, because the way my mind works, I could help anyone, literally on any level, I don't care how beginner or advanced they are, help themselves learn better about energy, setting intentions, imprinting energy, removing energy, imprints, the whole nine. And what love, the reason that I said I was crying about it today is because more kept coming. I mm. only cry because I already know that it's something that's ever expansive. This is something that I will leave behind for my children to continue on. This is not something that dies with me. It gets more, it becomes more alive even after I die. Like it's, mm. it's I what I really want to accomplish with it, like I said earlier, is the new age of energy. 
the new age because as the paradigm shift, we can see now that times are moving more towards a technological side. You feel me? Where people don't want to meditate anymore and people don't want to go ground anymore. They don't want to go, you know, they don't want to light some sage. They don't want to go do a thousand mantras in the hills for 30 days. You know, they don't want to go do these things anymore because things are becoming so convenient. Look, 324 on the clock, birthday on the clock, I say. Um, hey. when, you, when, you, when you look at the, the scope of spirituality as a whole, you can see that most overwoke people hate technology. But in my head, all I can think is y'all spend so much time in other dimensions that you think that this dimension is supposed to be the way you saw it out elsewhere. And it doesn't have to be. In every dimension, every realm I work in, I'm doing the same thing, I promise you. Like, I'm, I'm innovative. I'm like, nah, we got to use what we have right now as a means of coming together and allowing ourselves to be advanced no matter what age we're in. Right now, we're in the technological age. Things, technolo technological marvels are being born every single day. And I don't want spiritual, spirituality to get left behind because as we examine collective consciousness, collective consciousness says the majority are the ones who rule the atmosphere. And that's facts. Like, mm -hmm. that's why people get online. Oh, well, I have a message from spirit. But somebody who's a part of the majority goes, you're crazy. You out your mind. Or I got this download from spirit. Oh, no, you crazy. You out your mind. And it's because there's there. Both sides are fighting with one another. I don't pick a side. I don't want a side. I want both sides to come together and see that they need each other. But first, there has to be a medium. Orun Technologies is the medium. Mm -hmm. it's the medium because I can explain to some I can explain to a non-believer an atheist altogether how to move energy how to feel it manipulate it shape it how to set intentions for that energy and make it do what it do I could teach somebody that believes in energy how to master their energy faster than they would if they went to a monastery to study with the monks because we're in a tech we're in it's advancement time which means that things won't operate how they used to. The problem is people can't let go of the old ways because they feel like if they let them go, they're going to forget them. No, the old ways gave rise to what we see today. Like I often tell people, we only have cell phones because we don't practice telepathy like we used to. Mm. Yeah, I'm saying like, oh, well, I got a quick message today from Spirit that said X, Y, Z. That sounds like a text to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Oh, oh, and then like, and then like, oh, well, I don't even really believe that no more. Oh, so you switched phones and you switched phone carriers. Right. You went from Android to iPhone, iPhone to Android. For the people who start and go down new paths, they're the new companies that come out. Like when you go to Walmart and it's a cell phone sitting there and it ain't from a, a company you even know about at all, but they like shit. You can use this for $40 a month. You like, man, I'm going to grab this motherfucker right here. Like, like, yep, what is this? I said. you know what I'm saying? And spirituality and technology are the same to me because you can't tell me these bodies aren't technology. That's why science is having a ball studying it and spiritualists are having a ball manipulating it, mm. you know? And so Orun Technologies is the medium between, I'm literally writing it right now out in my head as I'm saying it to you because I've been trying to figure out how to explain it to people so that I can actually get investors because this is not no cheap project. This ain't nothing I'm just trying out. This is my whole life right here, which is why up until recently, while I said I was crying about it today, 
I I don't want to do anything else. Mm. Like I love not. Don't get me wrong. I ain't gonna stop teaching. I'm not gonna stop doing rituals. But I want to help put that hand or that power in the hands of the common person because I wonder. My my curious side wonders. Once the majority of this world is on a, on a level energetically where they can at least feel a signal of energy. I wonder what happens to the consciousness of the collective then. I wonder the rate that a tree will grow then, how, how quickly your flowers will grow, how quickly the seasons will change, because I need people to understand that life is not in control of us. We don't, we, life, life, we don't, life, we don't follow life, life follows us. And because I truly believe that to my core, I already know the stuff that people see in the movies that they keep thinking is impossible will be possible. It's real. Once, yeah, it's real once they break it's into real. a level. If they put it in the media, I feel wholehearted. Yo, I felt I was a baby. Like I was, when I, when I was old enough to remember and repeat it. Mm-hmm. I remember telling my aunt, God rest her soul, she's, she's crossed over. I used to tell her, all of this is real. They put it on TV to see how people take it. And then if they get it with overwhelming success, then they'll be like, oh, 10 years, 20 years later, they'll reveal it, right? Facts. Here we go, Roswell, right? That shit happened in the 50s. Last week, oh, aliens are real. They are amongst us. We have communications regularly. (laughs) The world, bitch, we know. Right, we know, like, next, <laughs> like, next, like, what, what's we, next, you know? <laughs> down is up and up is down, yes, we know, thanks, courtesy of our eyeballs, right. you oh. know, standing how eyes work. <laughs> so when you're in, let's say, when you are in astral plane, and interdimensional, right? Mm-hmm. When you are in those areas, what does that look like and feel like, smell like to you? Because I've been doing it for so long and I do it so much, like literally an hour before we got on this call, like it feels like this. Um. I've, I don't necessarily control it. I just go where I'm called. And Mm. it feels like, which is why I always gripe about it on live. I know people get tired of me saying it, but I don't give a damn. I'm like, I'm not from here. I'm not from any of these dimensions I travel to. I'm just here because I'm on a mission. I'm here to work. And so I'm used to the feeling because I'm ancient. And I say that proudly because I'm well beyond ancient, because I'm beyond ancient, I, I'm, I'm used to the feeling, the, the very jarring feeling of disconnecting from your body. I'm used to the feeling uh. of being in another dimension um, and being in another vessel, because that's what it feels like. It's just like entering another body. And when you're in other dimensions, this is why I don't believe in dreams, because the truth <laughs> is, how, how do you know where you are, when you are, when how you're you dreaming. are? You, yeah, when you're dreaming. Because, oh, I don't know why I was just in another dimension. I'm sitting at this table and I'm talking about some stuff I ain't never talked about. It's because you're in another body. 
that body has a different brain, a different mindset, and had a different education. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it, mm-hmm. it's one of those, it's one of those things. It took me a long time to get used to it. Lately, lately, I've been doing my best to just rest because I really travel. I wouldn't even call it projection. I'll really be out my body, but that takes a toll on your body because your yeah. body, the body without a soul in it doesn't have a commander, which means that the functions of the body are left up to the last memory you gave them. So if you just left your body just because you just want to leave your body and you don't give it the command to actually relax, it'll stay awake while you're asleep, which means your, your organs, all the motor functions of the body are being overworked and all this kind of stuff. But to me, it just feels normal, honestly. Um, it just depends on where you go because there are some dimensions that are so beautiful that it causes you to not even want to be here. But the truth, mm-hmm. is, it, it, the, the, the truth is you're there also. You know what I'm saying? The problem is you, your ass might not see it twice because being addicted right. to being elsewhere will make you neglect here altogether. But the one common denominator amongst every travel that I've been to is this. I'm here. <laughs> like I always, right. come, I, I, shit, I've tried to leave. I'm like, I always come back here. And instead of thinking, you know, with the woke analogy that this is a trap, this is a prison, No, there's something important to do here. That's why your body and your spirit or your energy is contracted to this place. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love love coming back here now and just smiling because it's something personal for me where you you don't know where the hell I've been. (laughs) Like, you don't don't know where I travel to. And like, sometimes (laughs) I don't even know where the hell I've traveled to. And it depends because there is, as as much as I travel, there is a such thing as time and distance. Because mm-hmm. you can be in another dimension for a week, but you only been sleep ten minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you could you could you could be in a, in another dimension and you be there for a second, but here you've been sleep eight hours, and you think to yourself, like, what the hell? Like what? Like that don't even make no sense. I wasn't planning every distance and time is relevant. You know, some dimensions are far. When I travel too far, I get stuck where there is no coming back here. And I have to find somebody there who knows a little bit about some portals or whatever. Like, hey, hey, papi. Hey, right. let me open up this door real quick, bro. He like, where are you, where are I you need to get go? the intergalactic Uber. Right. Cause that's Interdimensional how Uber. Because I've traveled to some places where they don't even know about traveling. And oh. I got, I'm, I'm such a loud mouth that I'm probably causing awakenings on accident. Because I got to tell you, because if I suck, <laughs> If I'm stuck, I'm fucked. So I'm like, right. hey, I'm like, hey, because I'm so goofy. All I could think is, okay, I could stay in this dimension. But then when they find my body, it's going to be looking real awkward in this vision yeah. they find me. So I got to go to somebody <laughs> and I got to tap them on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, I need a little bit of energy or something. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, I got to get back to my dimension. What's a dimension? Oh, bruh, bruh. Look. I'm I'm finna disappear out your face. Just know that I'm not a ghost. I'm a traveler. There's a difference. And then I'll leave and I'll come back to my body and I'll be like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, right. Like, right. Like, uh, uh-oh. That just happened. That just happened. <laughs> that, that dimension's going to be changed forever. But sometimes Ever. I think to myself, maybe that's the mission. Right. Right. Because oh, I'm, wow. I'm, not, I'm not ashamed of that. You know what I'm saying? Like most right. people have shame. They go to dimensions and they're cloaked. They're hidden. I'm exposed because I'm like, yo, I'm going to let you know. Like today you walking down the street, I'm floating. What's the problem? Oh, right. I've never seen that before. Well, let me teach you how to fly. 
You can right. do it too. You know, like, it, and, and I think the thing that makes me sad is coming back here and feeling limited. But now I understand how to actually put this dimension through Arun Technologies, Ashe, how to put this dimension and- into a state, a perpetual state of constant awakening because the realm has to awaken in order for the beings that walk upon it to experience the new levels or the new laws. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's like, yeah. Period. This, this is my life's work. That's why I said I don't really want to do Ellipses. <laughs> Not even a period. <laughs> Ellipses. <laughs> Take that. Wow. Okay, so when Encantras are being created, do you see them or do you feel them coming through? A little bit of both. I fucking knew it. Knew yeah, it. It's, it's, it's a little bit of both because I just did it with a client on the phone. She was like, King, we need Encantras for this. We need Encantras for this. And I'm literally, my head is like bopping like side to side. Cause I'm like, and that's why I'm telling her like, slow down. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, like, like, chill, like, chill, chill, chill. Because I can't help myself. Because every here's what I know about dimensions. Okay, everything mm-hmm. is a dimension. A sentence is a dimension. And when I, I have to be careful how I travel. Mm, um, the birds, boy. Yeah, like in contras, I live in those when I make them. So if I make one for, like I did the one for psychosis, I did the Encontra for psychosis and I experienced light psychosis because I can't solve a problem I'm not experiencing. Mm. I can't, mm. like you, you just can't because the inner workings are a lot more complicated than it is simple. And so when I'm creating an Encontra, I'm embodying the Encontra in that moment in time. I'm living in the realm where that exists and or living in the body of the person that's experiencing it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a very, it can be jarring sometimes where I feel like I feel sick after doing a health in Contra because I'm embodying sickness. Right. Um, uh, anything to heal sadness, I have to embody the sadness in order to pick the best route for transmutation. Um, it just depends. But yeah, I feel it and I hear it, and I see it, depending on what it is, I smell it. And Mm. sometimes I feel in contras embracing me, like where I'll wake up in the morning, right? Like literally just open my eyes and I'm getting ready to sit up in my bed and my head, my mind is already working on one. Mm. Like, and I'll be sitting there like, like, now, now hold the hell up. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, like, I, like, I know I wasn't here, but didn't nobody tell you to start working without me? I'm like, slow down what we're doing. And my mind will literally go, oh, I'm working on this. Like, excuse me. Sir. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> coming like, through. Right. Coming through. And it, it, it's very interesting because just like when I do the rituals, although my internet's been out, so I haven't been able to do the live rituals and stuff. Um, but just like that, like during the 52 days of ritual, I wrote a new Encontra every day, you know, Mm -hmm. just to match the atmosphere of the ritual I was doing. And, you know, the feedback was crazy. Oh, I feel this. This is powerful. King, how did you do this? Can you teach us how to make Encontras? I can't because it's me. It's It's how my powers work. You get what I'm saying? And so I literally have to embody 
every encounter that I create, which is why I try to keep them on the positive side where, you know, there's left-hand work or what they call dark work or curse work. work I, I got, I got one encounter for that. That shit was that That was terrible. Like that was terrible. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, I have no business doing curse work cause it's too valid, mm-hmm. but I can definitely help you break a curse. <laughs> like you want me to put a curse on somebody that, that you know they're gonna die i'm not even going right. <laughs> like we're I'm not like gonna a, do that yeah i don't have a i don't have a pause or a cap it just it goes <laughs> all the way through that's why i have hundreds of encounters now because once the once this realm accepted the fact which it accepted it when i created ching ching chingles the money tree i call ching ching chingles the money tree it's an encounter but it's a program and mm. when i put the program out and the realm accepted it because that's that's what virality looks like to me acceptance I'm like you have right. you have accepted this into your the you know your spiritual gene pool and it's something that you have integrated once i understood that my mind was like cool this is some software that works in this dimension so mm-hmm. let's let's build on that do you get what i'm saying like my mind just mhm <laughs> like and I'll be sitting there like oh like my head is a living metronome oh wow like yeah <laughs> okay while you get that while you get the metronome feeling because I'm trying to experience it in my brain right mm-hmm. whoa that looks like okay so in the way I interpret it, because I love to draw and paint. So it's all lines and color. <laughs> but yeah. music, but music moves my soul. So it's just like motion. Like using all of those things that look like the old school psychedelic posters. Yes. Yes. Oh my God, yes. Wow. It looks like a... That's how it my, feels Because in my head, it looks like that. And oh, it, it has a rhythm to it. Like, yeah. It has a, because everything has a rhythm to it. Even the way you unlock your front door has a rhythm. If you do it too slow, you will damn near turn the key the opposite direction, pull it out, and put it back in. Everything I've done that. A, yeah, like, <laughs> when I say everything has a rhythm, it's crazy. I do it, too. I'll be like, mm. yeah. I was like, I don't mm. think I locked my door right. Spirit be like, but the door is locked. I'm like, yeah, but then I ain't uh, lock it like I'm usually locking it. I ain't put, I ain't put no oomph in it. So I put right. the key out, unlock it, and relock it. Like, yeah, that's how you lock a door. I'm like, right. that's how the encounters <laughs> are. They're rhythmic. Because I did it. I created one live in front of everybody, right? And one of the very was special on that. people. Was yeah, on that live. He said, he said he ain't like it. And it wasn't that he didn't like what I said. He didn't like the rhythm. It didn't tap mm-hmm. into him. And so I sped it up. You get what I'm saying? Like, sped that shit up. And he was like, right. oh, okay. Oh, I'm feeling that. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those right. things where, like, everybody has a different... That's why I love writing people their own personal encounters. And I always ask them. I'm like, you want it slow, mid, or fast? Like, because however you want it, I'm going to give it to you. All I have to do is embody you. And most people go, oh, just channel it, King, however you want to do it. And so I'll channel it for them and I'll write it and I'll send it to them. And they'll call me, text me or email me back immediately. They're mm. like, I ain't, even, I ain't even heard it. I read the words and I'm already emotional. 
Mm. Like I'm, I'm already all over the, like I can just, it just chills ran through my body when I read that. Like, how did you do that? And for the life of me explaining how just makes it more complicated. I just right. know how to embody whatever atmosphere needs my assistance. I need to write mm. that down because that's some real shit. Like, <laughs> I just, it's just, I need to look, I'm literally just going to write it down in my notes right now. I just know how to yes. embody whatever atmosphere needs my assistance. <laughs> Woo. Wow. I'm just sitting here and I'm like, this all, I don't know. A lot of people be like, oh, well, I don't understand. I'm like, no, I, I fully understand. I get it. I love that part of looking, feeling, hearing, seeing. Like, even the palpable. Like, it's palpable. Mm -hmm. All right. So, we talked about all the good things and like I want to know like <laughs> what did your first spiritual beat feel like? Do you remember that? I do because <laughs> during that first spiritual beat down I lost everything. Mm. Um, literally when I was homeless I lost everything and it was the first time that spirit basically forced itself upon my life and mm. it, it took me some years to get over that anger but that beatdown was crazy but all of it was actually so that I could see what I was truly capable of because like the testimony I share all the time ching 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 goes the money tree creating that changed my life but I created it when I was homeless like that was that moment it was the turn I had nothing left but my my own energy, my own magic, my own craft. I had nothing. Like, and I'm sitting there, like I said, on the side of the curb, dusty, dirty, and musty. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, something's got to give. I can't call anyone for a favor. The people that I could call, they would help me, but I would have, I'd probably have to go to church. <laughs> in, right. in, light of, in light of that help, you know, I would probably have to sign up for something I didn't want to sign up for. I was tired of looking for a job. I was tired of working for other people. I was tired of becoming, I was tired of being a servant to other people's dreams. And so the spiritual beatdown was a collaboration of my desires and spirits, you know, the proverbial yes. Like, yeah, you can have it, but shit, this is going to happen. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you, you can have it, but first I'm going to whoop your ass for all of those right. years that you avoided doing this when you knew this is what you were supposed to be doing. Like, right. it, it, and, and that was that. That was the first big spiritual beatdown. Like, I had never felt lower in my life, but energetically speaking, I had never felt more powerful. Yes. Like, feeling helpless and helpful at the same time. Yes. And then, you I know, can. boom. <laughs> I relate. I relate. No, yo, I relate so much, so hard. I remember, I remember coming when I, when I came back down to Florida and experiencing homelessness with my children, having to separate my children so that we can Either we were going to stay together and continue to suffer and possibly have them taken or separate, break my own heart, but 
both of us be able to thrive. Yes. Right. And the energy needed an exchange. It was like, all right, you want this? Who no beans? Like, no problem. But I'm going to require currency. And you don't have it financially. So you're going to give it to me in sweat equity. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> and I've realized that a lot of a lot of my awakenings happen in those situations. So now I tell, like, I sit down and had a conversation with Spirit. I'm like, listen, I know I'm hard-headed. I know it. I'm getting better at listening and paying attention. I know that I'm supposed to be in front and not always in the back. But here's my reason. Here's my reason as to why I want to be in the back and not seen. I need to figure it, the inner workings first before I can manage in the gray areas without compromising my integrity. Mm -hmm. So then when I have to come forward and be in a place of leadership, nobody in the trenches could tell me you ain't never been here. Now, nah, my mans, I was there first. Here's the blueprint. That's, that's where it started, Poppy. Like, like, like I, here's my map for you. You ready? Fine. But here's what I require. Here's my sweat equity from you. Either you got it financially or you got it in sweat equity. I take it. All the all the currencies. <laughs> I want it all. all I'm coming, I'm coming for it. Like everybody was telling me, oh, you ain't never gonna have. I got Ooh. in your face, bitches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got you don't know what I got. You know what I'm saying? I had, I had lost a lot, but I knew that I can't accept new if I'm holding on to old shit. If I'm hold, if I don't make room for it, I can't have it. If I don't make room for it, be like, damn, I really want to give it this, but you know, and she, I don't got no place to put it down. She ain't make no room. And you know, she, she, you know, she a little pack rat because she, she was raised broke. So let's make it so that all of these things gotta go, but let it be her idea. Mm-hmm. Yo, I get it, bro. I get it. I get it. Yeah, and this is I, why I, this freaking matters. <laughs> this is why it matters. Like, people ask me, why is your podcast named Mama Gigi Safe Haven? Right? Mm-hmm. I'm a mother of four. I'm a mother to many. Because not only did I help raise my children, I've helped raise other people's children. Hell, and and look, look, me doing my thing, right? And you help raise the children inside of other people too, right? You, you, you got understand? The... Healing, healing, inner, 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 inner wounds of others is difficult because you don't realize how heavy you become. Mm-hmm. You ever watch the movie um, Sin Eater? No, I've never seen that. Man, the the guy who was in it was in A Knight's Tale. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Okay? Heath Ledger, the movie is called Sin Eater. And he was a priest that would go to these people who were atrocious 
committed atrocities and they wanted their last rites and they wanted their sins to be consumed so that they can go to the great beyond. Man, he would literally come, give them their last rites and eat their sin. And it would, he would literally just take it all in. Be That's sick. That's be diseased. Incredible. <laughs> and the beings in this world that literally navigate in that energy and that's what they do that's <laughs> they, call them, they call them empaths <laughs> right and I'm like yo that's been my life and you know and I'm like wow I'm grateful but then really got a lot of faith in the kids son like <laughs> be like whoa <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> there's no brakes on this thing. <laughs> like, all, all drive, you, all go. You know, I'm like, yo, you gonna break? Or we just gonna hit the car in front of us? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I get it. It's so amazing, bro. I am so appreciative of you and your energy and your sacrifice and your dedication. Hell, I'm fucking proud of you. Proud of you. I mean, you're giving me a space to be myself, which is rare. It's very, it's very, very rare. Because in this space, in this moment, in this podcast, in this atmosphere, I feel like I could talk about a billion things without judgment, without feeling like I need to sugarcoat it. Like there's understanding here. There's there's acceptance here. I'm I'm grateful for this. If not more, then you're grateful for this. <laughs> like, cause, cause I just, I just, I don't, I don't talk to anyone. And the reason mm -hmm. that I don't is because, you know, naturally I have major trust issues. Even talking about Arun Technologies, damn near makes me feel like I'm a breakout in hives. Cause I don't, as much as people have stolen from me, that's one thing that I just, I can't have it. You understand? Like, right. I'm like, nah, like you stole that for me. I'm going to turn into a super villain. The world going to hate me then. But I feel like <laughs> in this moment, like in this moment, I'm able to at least speak from my full nature and just allow that nature to shine through. And just it's so peaceful and it gives me life understanding that it's okay. You know? Yes. Safe haven. So I'm I'm grateful. We do that so, here. No, you you're doing it for sure. You're doing the hell out of it. You're doing it well. Yeah, yes. Thank you. Much appreciated. Please tell everyone where they can find you. Give them all your handles, the bells, the whistles, the noisemakers. And shit. Google me, baby. No, look. <laughs> <laughs> him on every level google me not for real if you get if you get lost and you don't know where to find me king soon 4774 you can google it because that's the tiktok um or wild wealthy shaman one of those two will take you to everything that i have online everything everywhere <laughs> like everything <laughs> literally um you know and then my website is godkingsoon.net but I'm working on that. So don't go to the website. <laughs> don't go to the website unless you're trying to donate to Orum Technologies. Like, don't even go there. Um, but other than that, the handles are simple. Then please go there. Then please go there. 
Oh no, facts. And if y'all know investors, <laughs> I'm looking for serious investors. Let me not fail to Let's do that. put that out there. Like I gotta put that out there. Cause Let I'm me- telling you, I promise you I woke up today and I was just in tears cause I'm tired of not doing it. Mm. Like I'm tired of not, I have so many ideas about Arun Technologies that it's literally crippling. Mm. Like I, I'll try to do something else and I'll just be like, mm, it ain't really there. Like Arun Technologies is where all of my selves, if you will, get a space to thrive. Like the Encontras, I can see how to implement that into Arun Technology and the original and or the initial technology that'll come out first to help us spiritually. Like I can, oh my God. If it's you can see the image in my head right now, it is literally the spiritual Tony Stark. Hey, hey, look, look, let me tell you Yo. something. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something. That is so synchronistic because this young lady said that to me about a year ago. I, Yo, thought that's I thought I'd be crying about a room technology. She was crying. Like, I'm like, what the hell is you crying for? You can't even. She's like, it's just what I see. Like, she's like, Yo. She's like, and then I see your house. She was like, it's so advanced. I'm like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> I just, you know, at first it was very discouraging. Like, because coming here, you know, there's hella people who make spiritual technological devices. But I don't right. believe in devices. I believe in the device you live in. Like mm. your body, like the body is the device. The mind is the command center. Like, all we got to do is hack the mind. Like once you hack the mind, the body gonna follow. I promise hmm. you. I'll be I'll be I'll be in my crib fucking around with my body. That's, that's yes. why my body That's why my body tired of me now. Like, can you stop? I'm like just a little more. No, nope. one more. more. Right. Gotta gotta test this theory real quick. And they're all true. And that that's what shocks me. But yeah, you're right. That's that's very I'm glad you said that. That's, <laughs> that's so <laughs> oh So you heard it here? You heard it here. Mama Gigi brought you your king soon of Arun Technologies. Okay, gang. Hey. You know? <laughs> and the, the spiritual Tony Stark on everything. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and I want to thank each and every person that has come in, their energy coming through. If this touched you in any way, shape, form, or fashion, please feel free to drop me an email at mamajujisafehaven at gmail.com. If you have a story, comment, question, concern, email me. I will gladly respond to you. And here we hey, are. Everybody pull up to Mama Gigi's safe haven. Stop fucking around. This is the shit right <laughs> here. Like, like, come on now. Like, like for real. You got it. You got a voice. Get on here and use it. Yes. It's, a, it's, a, it's a safe haven. Like, come on now. Yes. In the words, look, in the words of Pastor Snoop Dogg, stop bullshitting with yourself. Like, okay. come on here. Like, come, come on here and, and let it out. Praise him out. with Willie Nelson and with Khalifa, the Holy Trinity. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming. And please, please, please keep connected. We will definitely be keeping in touch. Oh, for sure. I'm coming back. 
I'm I'm coming back when Orun Tech when I when I get Orun Technology established, I'm coming back. I, I'm a, I'm gonna have something. I'm gonna have something special just for Mama Gigi on everything. Just, hey. just hold off. So hold let's... off. It's coming. All right. Thank you. I'm Mama Gigi. This is Mama Gigi Safe Haven, where you are safe here. Bye. Mm.